Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We are back. It's a fantasy preview because it's the fun time of year when everyone is, should be drafting this weekend or next weekend. That's where it's the the busy, busy time for drafts. Uh, I am, of course, your host Ross, and with me, as ever, is Dave. Hi, you're right. Good man. How are you? I'm excited. Yeah, sort of. Uh, we've got all our mega league drafts coming up this week, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, loads going up. I've got there's too many leagues now, but you know, <laughs> yeah, you still adding more. New ones. I keep I keep joining them. Yeah, I know. I think I'm up to like 17 now, <laughs> which is just too many, really. But what can you do? That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But... I've got five on Sleeper and one on Yahoo, which is a lot. The, the some that I'm a lot more focused on than others. Other than yeah. just to kind of cause a bit of chaos and uh, have a little <laughs> bit of fun. So. <laughs> Sometimes that's better, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they're pretty much all full, aren't they? All the first and ten leagues on. Yeah. Yeah, we've got level. We've got one at the moment that's a bit different. I uh, need three more spaces in that, and then uh, there may be, um, might do another couple, you know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Don't mention those to me, please, because I can't not join them. Okay, I'll ban you from them. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> do me on a blacklist. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about fantasy football today, as you may have gathered. Um, obviously, we're not going to say you to draft Saquon Barkley with the first pick, because I mean, we could do it, we could do a lot of geniuses, but it's not really. Uh, too difficult a pick to make that. Same as we're going to kind of avoid first round players and probably second round players as well. We're going to look more at that mid tier where it starts to get a bit dicey. Do you take Leonard Fournette? Do you take Julian Edelman if you're kind of in the middle of the third round there? Um, that sort of that's what we're looking at today. We're looking at kind of guys that could break out and could win you a league from that middle kind of tier. So let's start, Dave. One name I want to throw out to you straight away after the news this week that he's been reinstated Josh Gordon. Where are you on Josh Gordon? Would you be drafting him? How early will you be drafting him? Um, and is he a guy that you're targeting? Well, I said I'm in like 17 leagues. I reckon I own Josh Gordon in 15 of them. <laughs> I, I've been drafting him everywhere before this happened, so this was good, good news to me. Yeah, so well, that's a trade piece now. Yeah, I've yeah I've got a lot of shares in Josh Gordon. <laughs> so, I mean, a week ago I'd have been. He would have hundred percent been one of my, you know, drafter when you leave. But I think he's sort of yeah. creeping up there now, and it's going to be a bit tougher to get him. Or it's sort of getting to that price where it's a bit more of a risk. Like oh, I picked him up some anywhere between like rounds eleven and fourteen, I think somewhere in that range. I've been drafting him. Yeah, which to me is at that stage you're looking for upside guys, and I mean there wasn't many with more upside than him. I don't think, and you know, it's so far it's worked out pretty well. But you know, he still might miss games. That's why. That's the problem with drafting him, that he might play two games and then yeah. be missing again. So, I mean, he's definitely somebody I'd target late on because, or not late on, but even if you're sort of heading towards, I don't know, the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I guess. Yeah, I had a draft uh, at the weekend uh, in my Seahawks league and it, he was he went in the seventh round, I think. I was targeting him yeah. and he kind of disappeared before I could get to him. So That feels about right. Yeah, because this, this, like you said, there's still the worry, isn't it? He's currently he's ranked ranked as the wide receiver 18 at the minute, which that, he is he is one of the biggest enigmas in fantasy football because we've seen before he can win you leagues. He is a monster, yeah. and the little run with Brady that he's had, yeah, he has been really good. It's just it, it's tough because say there is that risk like, every time. Mm. Every time he suits up, there's a well, not suits up, you know. Every time he he's on the team, there's a risk that uh, he's going to miss some time. But yeah, once you get into that sort of stage, that seventh round, I think 
as I say, you've sort of you've got rid of the elite players, but I mean, Gordon does have that upside. He has that elite yeah. upside, which you know, seventh rounder, you're not finding that too often. So I no. think he's worth the risk there. Yeah, exactly. 2013 was his his rookie year. He had uh, 1,700 yards. <laughs> yeah. That's immense. Um, he struggled to play games. He's, he's played five, five, and then twelve. He played twelve games last year for the Patriots. Yeah, uh, he did pretty well in that run, didn't he? Yes, yeah, so a lot. Yards. And a lot of that was sort of coming back, wasn't it? It was uh, a yeah. sort of. It wasn't like he was sort of thrown out there and straight into sort of full playing time, which he might have a little bit this year, but he should hopefully have a full season. How does his return impact on Junior Edelman, Nikhil Harry, and even the, the running backs? I suppose. Because I think some of the looks are going to disappear, aren't they, from James White? Yeah, I think it's a really good thing for Brady. I think it's a. Uh, yeah, Brady's I, I think, has risen. I think. Yeah, I think Edelman's going to get get his share anyway. I don't think it's going to affect Edelman too much, although it does just probably maybe take the edge off of Edelman. But he's still Brady's go-to, isn't he? Adam? Yeah, for me, I was a little bit lower on Edelman than some people anyway, just because you know he is getting older now he's had a couple of sort of quite big injuries he's yeah. got a thumb injury now it's not even certain that he's going to play week one I don't think but I imagine he will but I don't, he's only returned to like practice yesterday I think so it's not yeah. he's not going to be coming in sort of all all guns firing sort of thing you know he's uh yeah it's a tough one I think Harry I think it really hurts mm. just his upsides I think it's going to be even harder for him to get get those targets but I still think he's so it's going to be a good part of this offense. I just think fantasy wise, he might be. Uh, for me, I I'll, probably wouldn't draft him where he is going, Harry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be tough, especially in a redraft. Just for this year, it's going to be tough for Harry to get his get his catches. Really, yeah. There's the Gronk targets that are going to need to go somewhere. You'd, you'd imagine yeah. most of them go to Gordon now. Yeah, and I, I suppose from last year, there wasn't that many Gronk targets anyway, was there? No. Like it's a. Uh, yeah, Gronk was a pretty non-factor in terms of fantasy because most of his sort of big play come after like week 14, 15, didn't it? Where, yeah. you know, most leagues were winding up by then. But yeah, I think James White's an interesting one because he is that sort of, almost like a hybrid running back receiver, isn't he? And he's, yeah. a, he's a sneaky one that could get a few uh, extra catch in there. And he's already pretty valuable in PPR anyway, so... Yeah, he's, he's yeah. only uh, the 50th ranked player, the, the running back 24, James White. He's going going ahead of Sonny Michel. Michel's kind of, he must rise up a little bit, I think, because of uh, if Gordon's on the field, that's opening up more running room for him, surely. Well, for me, I've, I've gone through these and made a little, little like an avoid list. Right. Sony's, Sony's on my avoids. Okay. But I'm also not a, not the biggest Michel fan in the world. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... Listen to last year, we know that. Yeah, I think like I think he's a good running back. My problem is that he just doesn't catch enough. But yeah. there is all the talk this off season that he has sort of learnt to catch a bit. But <laughs> it's one of them. I believe it when I see it. But uh, in practice, it has has been a thing. But um, yeah, as I say believe it when I see it. I think is the uh, <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's fair. All right, then let's um, let's say we're in the middle of the fourth round. Um, all of your superstar players have gone. Let's say the best player left on the board is... We're using uh, Fancy Pro's uh, draft rankings, by the way, for this. If you want to have a look at them yourself, they, they tear it off into players for you. Let's say the best player left on the board... Let's say Gordon has dropped into the fourth round. Um, will you be taking a chance on Melvin Gordon? Presuming you've already got yourself a, a, a starting running back and maybe two wide receivers. Would you be looking at another running back and would Gordon tickle your fancy? 
I think it all depends when you're drafting with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I mean, the closer you get to the season, you're gonna. I think you're gonna know one way or another. Yeah. Like if I'm drafting now, it's a really tough one because the fourth round is crazy good value for him. Yeah. But I, I was somebody that had Le'Veon Bell last year, thinking, "Oh, well, he's definitely going to come back at some point. Even if he missed a couple of weeks, it's still good value." And then, yeah, yeah it wasn't. So it's tough. But for me, I, I think he plays. So. If it's getting to the fourth round, then I think, yeah, I think I'm taking him there. Yeah, I think around kind of if you, you, if you're that late on um, running backs are there, you'll see people like Derek Henry, uh, yeah. James White, Sonny Michelle, Philip Lindsay. Those sort of guys will be there. I think, I think you have to just in case. Like you've already yeah. got yourself a stud running back. I'm assuming if you're in the fourth round already. Um, even if he plays, he's or even if sorry, even if the other players in that area play the whole thing, then. Yeah, I mean, some of them aren't any more, any less risky than he is, and Gordon's got a lot more upside, I'd say. So, I think that's the uh, the thing with that, just taking the upside compared to them. You've got to go Gordon there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll give you three names here. Pick out one of these who you would be drafting if if any of them on your go after list and on your avoid list: Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman. They're all kind of ranked 15, 16, 17 in that order. Who I mean, would you be avoiding out of those three? There's two that I like and one that I'm not so keen on. And, okay. you know, Fournette I really like in terms of fantasy this year. I think we spoke yeah. about that on the um, AFC South uh, podcast. So, yeah. yeah, he's one that, where he's going, I think he's got a lot of upside again. And he I think that's the thing in fantasy. Yeah, I think for me in fantasy, I'm just looking for the upside in all of them because, you know, these players aren't all going to pan out anyway. So, mm. you might as well just take a chance and hope that you get sort of the good side of it because... You know, where a lot of these players are getting drafted, there's risk anyway, so you might as well yeah, go for the... Yeah, Fournette's got previous as well. He's yeah. done it. Aaron Jones has a lot of hype, but kind of not numbers to back up. And then Freeman is an interesting one. I like Dante Freeman a lot, but the injuries he's had worry me a lot. The thing is with Freeman, like, up until last year, he had been pretty... <sighs> pretty safe he is yeah. he didn't miss too many games and then he just it's all of a sudden and the problem with running backs they take a beating and they, I think it can happen like that I think mm. all of a sudden the career's over so there is that risk you know it, it's not it's not crazy I think he's sort of a bit DeMarco Murray-ish where he goes from yeah. you know perhaps the best running back in the league or in fantasy terms to out the league in two years you know it's not crazy but no. I do like him as a player you know that little bit later if you take a, run, a wide receiver in the first round maybe and then you're sort of looking to pick one up in the second and third round. If you get something like Fournette and Freeman, then yeah, you're not in the point. worst spot. Yeah, they're sort of get you points because they both catch the ball as well. They're not kind of the yeah. flashy uh, out of the backfield catchers, but they are solid enough. Yeah, and Freeman is the guy this year, which is the first time for him, really. Yeah. He's always had someone else there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and towards the start, he was the other guy, and then he... Then Tevin Coleman come along when he finally got the chance to be the number one. But mm. I mean, he was the rushing leader like what three years ago now. Freeman, yeah. so it's not not that long ago. But you know, again, it's the upside I think with Freeman. Yeah. Oh. Let's talk tight ends quickly. Obviously, the, the big three are going. Kelsey Ertz and Kittle are, are gone pretty much by the end of the third round in most drafts I've done. What do you do then? Do you look for? the next guy there or do you wait until the very end and pick up someone like Delaney Walker Greg Olsen Jimmy Graham even they're all kind of there in the last round at the minute well normally I would be on the side of um, if you're not getting well it would have been Gronk before yeah if you're not getting Gronk then just wait it out but (laughs) 
I mean, there's, there's quite a few in that like five to ten range, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe even maybe four to ten range. You might as well just separate off the big three and then have the rest after. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few in that range. Like, I really like Engram just because. I mean, somebody's got to take their receptions, you know. Yeah. And, opportunity and, there is massive. Yeah. And there's just an opportunity just to get a lot of catches for him. And, you know, and Joku, another one. That, that offense is going to be so much better. Yes. And he can benefit from having sort of them other players around, you know. I think he's a great athlete and somebody that can really take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You've got OJ Howard, another one. I really like all these little players, but it's just yeah, OJ Howard where is you a take them. Massive opportunity, I think. Yeah. Godwin seems to be the guy that's going to. The, the big fancy kind of hyped up guy, but OJ Howard is a, just as good a receiver, if not more athletic as well. And I think he's got a massive opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think there's a real opportunity for him to be pretty good. Any of those mid mid tier ones that you're kind of uh, avoiding? Jared Cook for me, I'm staying well away from because <laughs> I've been burnt he, by Kobe Fleener. He's an interesting one, Jared Cook. Yeah. In that offense, you know, because. I mean, if you go back to Jimmy Graham's time there, he was mm-hmm. he was the one that rifled Gronk, wasn't he? And I mean, you sort a of different think different animal, though, wasn't he? I, yeah, it's when, it's a tough one. When he moved and they went and got Kobe Fina, I was all in on Fina in all fancy drafts, and he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, er- Eric Ebron's another one. I think he's uh, yeah. I think he's maybe going a little high. Just yes, because last season was the outlier, wasn't it? It wasn't. Uh, Massively, yeah, yeah. That that was the that was the odd season out. You know, it's maybe he can be that, but for me, I don't really want him. His touchdowns in his, his career have gone one five one four thirteen. Yeah, That's and that sustainable that, thirteen touchdowns. And obviously, the offense is a lot better. It's an offense that suits tight ends, all that sort of side of things. So it works always him. I think he can still be a top ten tight end, but mm. it's just it's going in sort of like the sort of 80s sort of range I think so yeah. that's for me it's a bit rich like I think you can get someone like Vance McDonald a little later and for me McDonald's one that uh, I really do like yeah huge opportunity yeah for me he's the one that benefits from Brown going the most mm. I think there's a lot of talk about sort of like the wide receiver too and who that might be but for me it's I think McDonald's the one that could really step up and take a lot of them targets and you can get him a lot later than some of these other players. Yeah, we've seen previously, Ben Ben loves a tight end. Yeah. Like Miller and, was a viable fantasy tight end for a long time. And if I'm like building a tight end on Madden or something, then yeah. he looks a lot like Vance McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's a huge man, he's fast, he's athletic, he's got so much about him. And yeah, I think he's somebody that could really take a big step up this year. I yeah. think he's, if someone's going to be like the George Kittle this year, then... You know, for, he's the one I'd pick out, I think. Yeah. Sort of come fair. from nowhere and be a bit of a star. You mentioned on the uh, AFC West podcast that you weren't a Hunter Henry fan going into this year. Is he kind of on, on the void list? <sighs> for me, he is. Having him later, but he, where he's going, he's quite a high price. That's the thing for me. He's going in sort of like the fifth to sixth round, which. Yeah. It's, that's not for me. I, I don't want him there. Yeah. I've, he's my t- uh, tight end 10. Okay. Which, you know, it's not terrible, but, no. you know, it's... Yeah, where he's going is just a bit too pricey for me. I would, if if it, if it come down to Hunter Henry or waiting, I'd wait and just get one of the one of the late ones. You yeah. know, I'd say Delaney Walker, that type of player. Someone like him who 
bit later on, you'd just take a chance on maybe him and like Jordan Reed or something and just hope to get something out of the pair of them. Yeah, I always seem to end up with Jordan Reed. And I'm, I'm normally pretty happy with it. Injuries aside, he's he's a good tight end. Like Tyler Eifert is going undrafted pretty much as well. And there's a huge risk, obviously, with both him and Reed. But if they're on form and they're fit, then they're very good tight ends. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, let's talk wide receivers. Um, you've got your obvious six, the god tier of Adams, Hopkins, Julio, Thomas and Beckham. I think outside of that, Juju, uh, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen and then Antonio Brown. It's probably a bit early for where we were planning to end this episode, but what do you do with Antonio Brown? I mean, He's end of second round currently. He is one of them that is like right on my list of players that can win your league. <laughs> I'm Honest. all in on Antonio. I've got him in every league I possibly can at the minute. I'm, I'm so hyped for him, but... It's worrying that he's uh, seemingly gone off the deep end. There's so much risk that he doesn't even play a game. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all that's going to happen is he's going to keep slipping down draft boards. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, if if you could get him in, like, the third round... Yeah. He is, he's a first-round talent all day long. Like, he's been a... He's been, like, sort of as a number one pick for about the last five years in fantasy, pretty much. And yeah. he's not really that different of a player. I don't think... I don't think going from the Sealers to the um, Raiders here is going to make... It's going to be that much of a drop off that no, can go that late. Yeah. yeah, he can get in the ball, can't he? He is worrying, but I got like I said, my seals league. I got him with the second, my uh, the last pick. I was, I was the first player overall, so I got him with the last pick of the second round. And yeah, there's that huge issue about him maybe not playing football. But if he does, yeah. he is like I said on our podcast for the, about the, the, the Raiders, the first ballot Hall of Famer and the best receiver in the game for the last ten years, possibly and. We've seen on Hard Knocks that brief thing when he was on the field. He's still incredibly quick and got maybe the best hands of anyone in the league. It's up there with Hopkins anyway. He's, he can win you a league, but he can also be an absolute bust if he doesn't actually play football. Yeah. <laughs> like If it got to the third round and he's still there, I would really, really struggle not to take him. Mm. Because yeah. yeah, the upside's just so big there. Yeah. And and I think he is someone that would have a point to prove. If he, as long as he plays, he's got a point to prove, and he's going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And for me, he's that sort of player that will thrive off of that. Yes. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, Edelman and uh, his kind of value. Amari Cooper, uh, the fantasy enigma that is Amari Cooper. Um, he, he's not for me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get that out of there quick. He's not for me. Yeah, same here. Whenever he goes in the league and it's in the second or third round, I think, ooh... You've you've got yourself two winning weeks there. You're going to win two two weeks that season with that just Cooper on his own exploding. But then the rest of the time, he is going to disappoint you. Yeah, like he's going in a similar sort of range to Brown, isn't he? That sort of area. Yeah, he's going like, roughly with uh, yeah, just after Brown, but in the same kind of uh, settings as uh, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Kenny Golladay. I would take any of those guys over Cooper. I yeah, think. yeah, going around Hilton, isn't he? That sort of area, mm. like. Yeah, that, all of them other players just they've got a similar sort of upside, but without that risk of like seven games where he scores that combined ten <laughs> points, I just I just don't see it with him. Like I think people have got a bit blinded by that few weeks because even at the Cowboys, he still had a, quite a few sort of dud games. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like it was as I don't know. People have almost sort of remember it like it was some incredible run, and he was good, but. It was still that same Amari Cooper where it was one or two really good games and a lot of sort of average to 
below average games. <laughs> well, yeah, he was on the Cowboys for ten, roughly ten weeks. Uh, he had receiving games of 58, 75, 36, 180, 70, 217, 30, 20, and 30. Like, That's very Amari Cooper, isn't it? <laughs> I, I hate that if I'm an owner of that player. Yeah. But you can't and, rely on him. No, and like every week you're going to be thinking, oh, is this the week? Can I start him? And yeah. T- to me, it's just a bit of a headache. Like, you draft um, T.Y. Hilton, say. Yeah. He, I think he's the person next to him in ADP at the moment. Mm-hmm. You you or you're pretty safe that you're getting, you know, a good solid week pretty much every week. It might not you might not have that two hundred and ten game, although Hilton can do that. Yeah. But you might not have that game. But he's gonna be, you know, there or thereabouts and yeah, I just don't I don't really get it. Uh, Hilton's a guy who's not massively affected by who who's playing quarterback either. Because he no. put the numbers with Brissett. Yeah. Yeah, for me Hilton's one of them players that I would target for sure in that sort of area. Yeah, he averages around ten targets a game. That's that's massive. Is that we we spoke about someone as well on the uh, AFC West podcast? Give me Tyler Lockett over, um, God, <laughs> Cooper. So lots of names there over Amari Cooper every single time. You're you're, you're hyped on Lockett, and I'm I'm enjoying it, but I'm also terrified. Yeah. But then with DK Metcalf this week having knee surgery, he's probably going to miss week one. Someone's got to catch the ball. Wilson cannot. Wilson and Carson can't do all the running. Someone he's going to have to throw the ball, and it looks like Lockett is going to be the man. Well, he's he's currently like the wide receiver twenty, I think, somewhere yeah. in that sort of range, somewhere around that anyway. And he is a de facto wide receiver one. Yeah, for me, he is. I think. Well, as I said last time, he's somebody with a lot of upside for me. I think he's got a breakout star. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's somebody that this time next year he'll be talked about as. Could he go in that back end of the first round or stuff? I, I, I just think there's so much with him that I really like. Does his lack of targets put you off at all? There's a couple of games last season where he, he had two targets. He's he still got 70-odd yards on those two targets, but it's it's volume. Yeah, and volume is, as I say, for me, volume is like almost the number one stat I'd look for in fantasy. But yeah. I think where he's going... Yeah, that's fair, yeah. It, yeah, like he's, I, I think you're getting him so cheap for what he can be. That he's he's probably he's, he's going to be your wide receiver two maybe three mm. on your team then, I mean that's incredible. I don't think you're going to get better than that for me. No, he's in a group of guys with like Cooper Cup coming off a serious injury, Tyler Boyd who is now a de facto one because of Green's injury, and Alshon yeah. Jeffrey. Jeffrey is a man who is incredibly underrated in, in fantasy. If you can get him in the fourth fifth round, he is the wide receiver one for the Eagles. Yeah. With a, now a fully fit Carson Wentz, and. He he just puts up numbers. He's not flashy, and he's he's not a nice guy to watch. I don't think play because he's he, like he's not fast. He's not like he doesn't. He's not a game breaker, but he will put up consistent numbers. Yeah, he's just a good safe bet, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he uh, averages seven or eight targets a game as well, and he has games 160 yards. Oh, excuse me. There's a plane flying over my house. It's really loud. But yeah, I, I I would be happy with Alshon Jeffrey like at the back of the fifth round. That's really good value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other guys in that sort of range: DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Alan Robinson. Where are you on Alan Robinson? Um, I I quite like Robinson. I just I feel like he's been going a little higher than. Well, we're looking at his ADP here, sixty-seven. I feel like he's been going a bit higher than that in a lot of drafts. And yeah. I think if he if you can get him that, that sort of range, then I like him. But if you're paying a bit more than that, I think he's a bit 
I'm not sure the upsides are really there. We're in that offense, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially with the yeah, a, a still to prove um, that he can be the, a pocket passer and uh, really kill teams that way. Um, Jarvis Landry, are you taking Jarvis Landry? Again, in that, where would you pick him? For me, I think the Browns like completely misused him last year. Yeah, I think he's that sort of player that he is what he is. He, he needs to catch a lot of balls. They're all, all going to be caught around the. Oh, the scrimmage. They're not, he's not going to be going too deep and, you know, let him do a bit after the catch. But mm. I think the Browns tried to turn him into a bit more of a deeper threat last year. Not deep threat still, but, you know, tried to... So I think he liked the um, like the air yards or whatever they call it on, on those passes to him were, were just had just gone up, like, drastically from when he was sort of... was that fantasy star in Miami, wasn't he? Yeah. And for me... It's going to be a different Browns offense, so maybe they will get him to be more of that. You know, you've got Beckham there, obviously, and Joku, all these other players that maybe sort of let him be that player again. But uh, he seems to have fallen because of adding Beckham. But they've also lost Duke Johnson, who was targeted sixty odd times last year. So they've got to go somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I like him, especially where he's going. You know, around DJ Moore. Them yeah. sort of players, he's going around that sort of area, isn't he? And I'll take he's him over. Some fancy name, isn't he? Yeah, I, I would. I quite like him there. I think he's got a bit of upside. Again, like we were saying with um, Lockett, he's going to be a sort of wide receiver three, probably. Yeah. Then I think that's sort of okay. He's a pretty good wide receiver three. That's uh, you're not getting much better than him, I don't think, at that sort of stage. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay, throw me out a few names of players that you're you're avoiding wide receivers that you're not not in on at all. Well, say cups. The one that really stands out for me. Yes. He's being drafted just below Woods and Cooks. They're kind of all in the same kind of little group together. But, yeah, the other what? two definitely have more appeal. Mike Williams is one that... I, I like him, but I just don't like him where he's going. Um, I yeah. think he's being drafted on the back of a few to- uh, touchdowns. And I think that is a tough thing to follow up. A bit mm-hmm. like um, Ridley in Atlanta. I think them... That touchdown numbers are what sort of made him as a fancy player, and I'm not sure he can do that again. Yeah, both broke the um, figures last season. You'd, you'd assume, especially in Ridley's case, that Julio will score more touchdowns this year. Yeah. Uh, will Fuller's one that I always struggle with a little bit just because of the injuries. really like him as a player, but yeah, he's yeah. on the field. Yeah, when he's on the field, he's, he's a star. He's yeah. amazing, but I mean, he's just never on the field. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, once you get past sort of like the 10th round, I find it hard to sort of have too many. I'm sort of really avoiding just because you know that's age is just a bit of a, a gamble anyway but yeah. one that sort of stands out to me and I think there's so much fancy buzz about him and I think he is a really good player so this might sound a bit silly but Curtis Samuel's one that I think is almost a bit he's been a bit mm-hmm. overhyped now yeah. I think he's gone from being massively underrated at probably the start of the off season you know if you were drafting back then not that people really draft back then but you know what I mean if, the, yeah. if you were drafted back then I think he would have been way down the boards where now I think he's like rocketed up I imagine he's his ADP's uh, gone up more than just about any player. And yeah. I think he's getting to that point now where he's just a bit expensive. He's not going to the top 100, which... I mean, there is some upside, but that upside is to be a top 100 player, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's... I think he's... Uh, yeah, I think he's a bit expensive where he's going now. But if you can get him later, then great. I think he's got a lot of upside. But yeah, I think where he's going now is a bit pricey. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, let's let's talk uh, quickly back to running backs. Um, obviously, there's the big three, and there's that little group of kind of uh, David Johnson. 
uh, where's Johnson fall for you this year? Is he? He's not looked great in pre-season, and he's not look, he's not looked explosive, which could be that he's not going one hundred percent. But I I'm concerned about David Johnson. Yeah, I feel like that Cardinals offense is a bit. It's very vanilla at the moment. I don't think they're really showing anything. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a very different offense while the season hits. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem for Johnson is I think he's he's at the fifth. Like, I think he's going as the fifth player at the moment yeah. in ADP, which. I mean, there's other players that I'd probably take ahead of him. Pretty much all the wide, all them top wide receivers, from sort of Hopkins through to probably Julio, I'd take over him maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get him, if you're drafting like twelve or eleven or twelve, and you're getting him sort of on that on the turn there, where you can double up, then yeah. I like him a lot there. But yeah, fifth. I guess we've seen him do it before, haven't we? Is the thing, and yeah, there's a lot to that, and. You know, a lot's changed that should theoretically be in his favour, but yeah, it's a it's a risky pick, I think. Okay, who's the uh, who's the safest name out of this bunch of players? Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon. Mixon led the AFC in um, rushing attempts, I think, or yards last year. Got yeah. under, under the radar that one. Um, if you're looking for the safest bet, I think it's probably Mixon. Yeah. If you're looking for most upside, I think I'd go Bell. Yes. Just because, you know, I think that Jets offence has a chance to be really good. Um, yeah, I as think we'll yeah, it's a bit. Jets offence. Yeah, I think a lot of that, a lot of the Jets players, I think, are being a bit underdrafted. Mm-hmm. Which, I, mean, I think they're definitely players you can target, just as a whole, like a whole unit. I think if you get a couple of them players, I think you've got a lot of upside with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nick Chubb, what? He's going in the first round currently. He's got the opportunity. He's on a team that's, in theory, going to score a lot of points. Are you, are you a first-round Nick Chubb guy? Um, I'm not not a Nick Chubb guy. Um, it's, it's a tough <laughs> one because I don't think the um, Kareem Hunt stuff's going to make a lot of difference to him. I don't think Hunt's going to come back and take, take too job. much away from him. No, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's Chubb's job and I don't think he's going to really lose that. It might just be that he might lose a little bit of a few carries, but sometimes that can help running backs. You know, getting mm-hmm. two, three less carries a game can almost give them a little bit more juice on them other carries. So yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for running backs to sort of be in a little bit of a committee. But I think even when Hunt's back, especially this season, I think Chubb is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, and I think got a thousand yards last year, and he didn't have more than three attempts until week seven. No, yeah, I think he's a. Wow. I think he's a star. I think he's a really good running back, and yeah, I think around there, I think he's a pretty good pick. I've just sold myself a Nick Chubb looking at those stats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to lo- there's a lot to like about him for sure. Todd Gurley, Dave. Todd Gurley. <sighs> Are you drafting Todd Gurley? He's now in the middle of the second round. Which, if he's Todd Gurley, that's incredible value. Yeah, he's at that place where it's sort of like, oh, do I draft him? But then, <laughs> so often we get there, and you know, there's players like Mike Evans still available, yeah. or, or um, I can't, I can't think Tyreek Hill maybe. Hill probably not the best example, but you know, there's other players there that are, like Evans. I think such a safe bet mm-hmm. that I would struggle to take Gurley ahead of him. It's uh, yeah, it's a tough one with Gurley because. I mean, you just don't know what he is. And I just can't see how he gets even close to the volume he's had. Yeah. Because it's just stupid if they do, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to ruin his career going on. He's only 25 years old. Going for He is the biggest boom or bust player for me in the entire draft. 
like Elliot and Gordon, there's the risk they don't play. Fine, you're going to waste a, your first round pick on Elliot. If they do play, then obviously they're, they're standout running backs. But Gurley's not. There's no worry about him not turning up. It's just what's going to happen to him. You can't predict arthritis. It's not a predictable injury. It's going to blow up whenever it blows up. Yeah, I don't know. For me, the Rams have got a lot bigger targets than the regular season. You know, I think yeah. with or without Gurley, they're probably going to win that division. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say it to you. But, you, know, <laughs> you know, I think they're pretty safe as a bet to win that division. Yeah. So they don't need to give Gurley all these carries. They've got a couple of players there that can take some of the load off. And yeah, fantasy wise, I just don't think I struggle to take Gurley. I think where he's going even now. If you do take Gurley, do you handcuff him or do you have to handcuff him with Malcolm Brown? I think over um, who's the other fella? Completely Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, I think Brown is kind of been forgotten about, but he was effective last year, and they re-signed him for a reason. I think that's the bit of a headache when you take Gurley. Yeah, I think you've got to handcuff him, and then you know if Gurley's active, then what do you do? Because he <laughs> yeah. could easily be active and still get you know like he did in the playoffs, got like three carries or something. Yeah, that could easily happen, and I think lose you just, week, yeah, I feel like he's just a bit of a headache, and there's other players that. You know, you can get around there like Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Evans. Um, I say even some of them uh, running back you mentioned before. Yeah, Mixon, Cook. They're all going to be in that sort of area, and yeah, I think I'd take them over him. Yeah, because you just don't need to. I don't think. I'm not sure the upside is there with him this year. That obviously, well, obviously his upside. He was the number one pick last year, wasn't he? But yeah, yeah, I'm just not sure the upside's quite there this year, and I think his floor's a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's tough to draft for me. Yeah. Um, let's talk quarterbacks. I, I've seen um, Patrick Mahomes go in the first round in some drafts, which is insane when there's the other players that are available. Quarterbacks kind of... You, sh- you shouldn't draft a quarterback in the first round, is my opinion. Are we in lockstep on that one? Assuming with, assuming it's quarterback uh, one quarterback, then hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I'm not drafting a quarterback before. I mean, even ten a lot of the time. I feel I only do that if you know you're in one of them drafts. So it just goes a bit crazy. But then even then, you might as well wait it out. You've you've missed out anyway, so you might as well wait it out and get yeah, someone. There's still going to be guys but... at the back of the draft like Kirk Cousins who aren't flashy but will get you solid yeah. enough points every week. Well, um, Cousins in particular is somebody that I think should be targeted as a quarterback. Yeah, I think he's very underrated as a quarterback he's so solid and consistent yeah because consistency is what I look for in a, a quarterback yeah. my the quarterback I'd target this year and obviously it's Josh Allen because I mean he's just super fun and running quarterbacks who can throw are so valuable in fantasy yeah I mean I, I made a trade for him yesterday so good man um, I'm <laughs> like the same sort of rubbing off as really. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I, I do like him, as I say, especially in like two quarterback leagues or deeper leagues. Mm-hmm. I think he's one. I think okay. I think he's a little bit on the pricey side for a quarterback, but yeah, I can see the upside with him. I say I think over the last like five six weeks of last year he was the number one quarterback in fantasy yeah. with his running and all that. So I mean that's so valuable, isn't it? That if you where you can get him. So I hunt. I, I totally get why you go for him, but I feel like you'd have to. Like for me, I prefer taking one quarterback if I can and not worrying yeah. about a backup too much. And then, you know, on the bye week, just pick someone up and just make do. But Yeah, that's entirely <sighs> my philosophy. Why give yourself a headache of choosing two good starting quarterbacks? Because you, you, you're going to get it wrong. You cannot 
win every week with just picking one of two uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, I will disappoint you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, so I think for our mega league, I can see drafting a quarterback in a first round. Mm-hmm. We play two quarterbacks. We play Oops. six points passing, so they're so valuable. Yeah. So I can see going Mahomes, Luck. Well, maybe not Luck now, but <laughs> whoever it, it was Luck before was the sort of clear number two. I can but see doing down, that. Now down, down, down at sixth um, overall, which I like. I really like Matt Ryan, and he puts up massive numbers. But I'd be taking luck over him. I'd be taking luck over Mayfield. I'd be taking yeah. luck over Rogers, to be honest. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I agree that I'm biggest luck fan in the world, basically. I think, but head of the Andrew Luck fan club. So, <laughs> you I know. think Mahomes and Watson are the only two guys that I would take ahead of Luck currently. Yeah, probably. Uh, Watson's one I struggle with because. That offense is no different. They're, they're, no. They're, he's still going to killed all the time. So yeah, his line I, is still terrible. Yeah, I think he's just such an injury risk. I think is the problem for me with Watson that mm. I sort of struggle with him there. When again, you got other players that are pretty safe bet. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's focus on one kind of. Well, yeah, I'll make a league is two quarterback league. So if you're going to go early, you go you go Pat Mahomes, you go Andrew Luck. Um, Aside of those two, is there any others that you'd even consider in the first two rounds, maybe? It all depends on the makeup of it, do you know what I mean? Because like, if there's a run in the first round or sort of the start of the second and that, you get yeah. a few callbacks gone, then mate, you sort of need to grab one almost just because you can easily get left behind. But yes. also at that time, if that happens, there's going to be some incredible value on other players. So it's tough to do it. But I, I think there's enough quarterbacks getting drafted a bit later that you don't need to panic I think, yeah. I mean, I think Sam Darnold's like the quarterback twenty-two or twenty-one right now, mm. and for me, he's incredible value. I think, I think people get a bit too carried away with some of the younger guys. I think you still get like Rivers, Breeze, Brady, all these sort of players quite late. Yeah, and I think they're going to be fine fantasy quarterbacks. You've got Derek Carr. There's so many players. Like, even Mitch Trubisky. I don't think he's the greatest in real life quarterback sort of thing, but. In fantasy, like with Josh Allen, he gets plenty of yards running, and then three, four points every game rushing mm-hmm. can be the difference between you winning and losing. Yeah, so for me, I think on the whole, I'm waiting it out. So aside from, uh, let's say, Mario Flacco, Manning, and Haskins, are there any starting quarterbacks you're kind of avoiding by those obvious um, Nick Foles. Do you take Nick Foles? <laughs> The problem I see with Foles is I just don't know who he's thrown into. I think yeah. we said this when we did the um, the division preview for them that there's not much talent there for him to actually throw to. So, and I'm not the biggest Foles fan anyway. So, yeah, it's even harder. But I mean, again, where he's going, he's going so late that yes, I would draft him just because he's going that late. But yeah. I think in some ways I'd rather wait a little bit longer and get, you know, like Daniel Jones or someone who, mm-hmm. I know, all the stuff we've seen in the he's preseason, <laughs> yeah, he's going to play and probably sooner rather than later. And I think there's <laughs> yeah. more upside with him, but uh, I, I, well, I don't know, maybe that's wrong. Maybe not Foles. Maybe Foles the, is the Daniel Jones line. I think after that, <laughs> then maybe I'll be looking more at Jones. But there's, uh, I'm just not sure with Foles. I, so I don't really like him as a quarterback that much. I don't really like the situation he's in. Yeah. So it's sort of hard for me to sort of go, oh, yeah, I really like Foles because I just think there's a lot of, a lot of red flags there and other players that I'd probably rather draft for him. But 
again, two quarterbacks. If, if he's your backup, then that's fine. If he's your third quarterback, then yeah, fine. Any QBs you're avoiding? Any of the kind of the bigger names? Um, again, I think Watson's one that not necessarily avoiding, but I'm just a bit cautious with, just because yeah. I think he's going quite high, and there's so much risk there. I think with him. Again, Baker Mayfield, I think it's going a little bit high, but mm-hmm. I get why he's going high. But I think again, I'd rather wait out on Baker. Yeah. Obviously, luck is a risk at the moment, but I mean, I'm still taking him. Yeah. Cam Newton is one that really intrigues me because <laughs> I don't know what when do. when he but when he plays the full season, he's been like right up there as like the quarterback. Like I think he's been the top five pretty much every time. Yeah. But it's just whether he plays that full season. If 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 you're drafting Cam, you're doing it knowing that you might There's get like barely games. any games. Yeah. yeah, I think. But I think the upside's there with Cam that he really does intrigue me. Mm-hmm. I think Roethlisberger is one that's uh, an interesting case because I mean it's well, hard to know what that offense is. Left, they? <laughs> yeah, there's it's hard to know what he's going to be. Um, one on the other side though that is interesting to me is Jimmy Garoppolo now because. I think the reports out of preseason are so bad now. Yeah, he's always becoming like too cheap. Yeah, like, that, that was his first game action in like eighteen months or something, wasn't it? Pretty much, I yeah, think. Completely one. Or, part, oh no, it? yeah, he played a bit last year season, didn't he? But you know, a whole year, pretty much. Yeah, completely yeah. one pass for zero yards and a yeah, last and obviously that's terrible. I'm not defending that, but <laughs> it's a very small sample size, isn't it? And I think he's going to be fine. I think. You can now get him so late, and I think he's only going to just keep dropping and dropping and dropping. Yeah. That I think he's now sort of getting to that point when he's got so much upside compared to sort of some of the players he's going alongside or will be going alongside. That yes. yeah, I think he's now becoming really interesting, where before he was a bit of a risky one. I think now he's sort of creeping back towards that bit where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sort of quite in on him now. Yeah, in the first and ten uh, uh, dynasty league, he's my starting quarterback. I've got him, I've got Sam Darnold. And, and Andy Dalton just for the consistency. I think I'm I'm happy with that kind of setup of those three guys. Yeah, I was, I was going to say you could draft him and someone like Dalton or Carr, yeah. and I think you've got you're going to get a good quarterback between them. I, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine, Garoppolo. But yeah, I think you know maybe before the draft starts, start slagging him off in your chat and stuff like <laughs> drop a little lower because I think he, I think he's getting to a point now where he's becoming a bit of a bargain. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, let's finish off then with some kind of deep, deep sleeper guys, Dave. Who are you targeting late on who you think could possibly win your weeks and maybe even win your leagues? Um, I find deep sleepers like tough because, you know, everyone's got their ones that they like. And, yeah. you know, when it comes to fantasy, every player's been done to death, really, haven't they? You know, yeah. this isn't. This isn't. Uh, Not breaking new ground. No. <laughs> but I think there's a few players, especially some wide receivers late on, that. I think they're just being massively underrated, and they, as I say they are players that can win you weeks, win you leagues. Um, I think you've got there's a few players that are going sort of in the one like one fifties onwards. Yeah, that might even be their teams like wide receiver one. <laughs> I mean, you got you got Jamison Crowder who I, I think he's got every chance Crowder. to be he's got every chance to be Jarvis Landry yeah. in that Jets in that Adam Gase offense. Mm-hmm. There, I think he's going to catch so many balls, especially in PPR. He needs to catch like eight every game. Yeah, and that's so valuable. If even if it goes, even if it doesn't barely catch a touchdown, if you've got eight catches for fifty yards every game, that's thirteen points where you've even done nothing, and you're yeah. getting him so late on in like the fourteenth, fifteenth round sometimes. And 
Yeah, I think he might actually be the Jets wide receiver one. He which... is more solid. Robbie Anderson's a very flashy player, and he can yeah. score some incredible touchdowns, but he also disappears for weeks and then. I don't think, like you say, Crowder's not going to disappear. Yeah, I don't think Crowder's necessarily going to be the greatest sort of real-life wide receiver for them, but I think he's going to catch so many balls. I think he's just going to get targets yeah. just every single week, and I think and where you're getting it... Yeah, I think Gold. he's so cheap. Yeah, um, I think another wide receiver I like is John Brown. Yes. I think he's one that's been a bit, yeah, a bit forgotten because of what he is. But I think in the offense, he's fast. He can run in a straight line and he can catch the ball. Like he was fantastic with, for Flacco last year. Yeah, and I think when you look at them throwing and the sort of the throws they like, I think he can do well with Josh Allen like he did with Flacco. And he's, I think he's like the fifty-fifth wide receiver at the moment, something like that. Then you know. There's, there's no real risk getting him where he's going. Just pick him up. He's somebody that could definitely turn into somebody that you... Even if, you, even if you're only using him to cover bye weeks and stuff like that, I think he's somebody that you could throw in and he could be the difference between you winning and losing. Yeah, um, definitely. One other wide receiver I really like as well, and he's not even being drafted, I don't think, in most leagues, is Terry McLaurin for um, mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah. He was the first wide receiver they took, I think, all the all the stuff I've seen from him in preseason, I've liked. I liked him coming out. I think he's a good player. I think he's the sort there and say so he's not even being drafted. And I think there's every chance he ends up being, especially if Haskins gets in early on. I think there's every chance that he could be the um, the Redskins wide receiver one. Yeah, there's not there's not that it? much. Yeah, there's not that much there. There's Trey Quinn. Yeah, um, Josh Doxon, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, but there's not much competition there, is there? Really, or not? Well, there's, there's obviously a competition, but there's nothing too great there. You could easily take over them. Yeah, and I say he's not even being drafted. Mm. Um, so running backs again, it's another one you sort of like looking for players late. I think when we did our um, AFC, uh, NFC West preview, I said yeah. whoever ends up being the 49ers running back, I want a piece of them. Yeah, and you can get Matt Breeder quite late still. He's sort mm-hmm. of going. I think he's like. In the 40s, we're running back, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, Damien Harris, enough one for the Patriots. Yeah. Them early, the Patriots, like Michelle, I feel like it's just a bit early. And I don't think... I think there's every chance Harris gets as much work as Michelle does. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be one of them with the Patriots, where it's going to be one week, it's going to be one running back, the next week it's going to be another. But where yeah, Harris is going, I think there's some upside. That is a situation I stay away from. The, the, the yeah. running backs for the New England Patriots, I'll just avoid. I don't want any, any part of that. <laughs> yeah, so I do tend to do that as well, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have one, just give me the cheapest one. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Um, don't pay early for James White or Sonny Michelle. Just get the guy no. who's going to get some touches at least. Well, and the other one as well, because last year I think he was the team's. There was one hyped up running back on this team who's been hyped up again, yeah. and then the other running back was the one who actually did most of the work and most of the damage, and that's Dion Lewis. Yes, he, he's going so late, but he's probably he might still be the best running back on that team. He catches ball. Yeah, like for me, I, I'm not even touching Derek Henry this year. I've been burnt too many times. But <laughs> get me Dion Lewis later on. I think he's somebody that can, let's say, really win a league. I think he can be a, a good solid again. Even if he's just your backup running back, that's fine. I think he's somebody that you could plug in and not to worry too much about it. Yeah, stick him in your flex, and he'll get you seven points, and you'll, yeah. you'll be happy enough with that. Um, yeah, uh, just <laughs> Corey Davis has fallen down all draft boards. Undraftable at this point, isn't he? I mean, I guess he's getting to the point where he is draftable just because he's going so late. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, we spoke about it all the time, and for me, I'll just 
don't want any part of that Titans offense other than a running back. Really, I don't. Yeah. Any, and I don't want any part of that passing game. Maybe Walker, Delaney Walker, just because and said earlier he's going so late. That's fine. But yeah, pick him up in your last pick, and he'll do. Yeah. He'll do a very solid job. Yeah, Corey Davis and me. I, I've just. I like him as a player. I just hate the situation. And he was a yeah. fifth overall pick. That's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> it all gets forgotten. I think with him, doesn't it? Just how high he went. But fifth. yeah, that's that's mad. <laughs> all right, any guys um, quickly that you're gonna you, you sense are gonna bust this year? Who you avoiding, uh, especially really early on? Um, early on. Uh, again, we, we said Cooper Cup. We said Sony Michelle. Yeah. Kenyon Drake's one that. I'm sort of flicking backwards and forwards because I, I really think, want Drake to work, but yeah, that is annoying me. Yeah, and I like his talent. I think he's, I think he's a player that if he got the run, then he'd be. I think he'd do well. Mm-hmm. But I just don't trust him to give him the playing time. Um, well, one for you. There's one running back I really like other than the Seahawks, and one that I hate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm avoiding Rashad Penny, but yes. I think Arsenal's one that. <laughs> Yeah, I think Carson's one that I'm targeting because I just don't see how... I think people are... I think Carson's dropped because of the risk of Penny winning that job, but I just don't think the Seahawks are a team that are worried about where someone was drafted. No. If you're, if you're the better player, you're going to get the carries, and I think I think uh, Carson's going to get the carries. Yeah, Carson and... was a seventh-round pick. Penny was a first-round pick. Carson's the better player. It's There is no question. I watched the, the Vikings preseason game the other night, and Rashad Penny is... He just dances around too much. You know, like Bell will take his time to find the hole or LeSean McCoy will dance around but then break one for 30 yards. I just don't see it at all with Rashad Penny. No, no and I, I think um, Carson's a sneaky bet for like leading Russia this season. He wasn't I, far I, off last year, I think. No, I think he was like third or fourth, I think, last year. Yeah. Or something like that. But I think he's got every chance. I feel like he's going to win that job and then I think that's a valuable position being the Seahawks running back. Yeah, you know, no team runs more. Constantly. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a safe bet. And I, yeah, for me, I think he wins that job easily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then that's, there's a lot of value in that. But yeah, someone who's yeah definitely a sneaky bet for me for um, leading Russia. Um, Duke, Duke Johnson, another running back. I'm just not. I just don't see it for me. No. I think people. I think people get carried away where they uh, traded for him, and obviously they gave up. A decent amount for him, you know, like in running back terms, what people actually pay for running back. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't really see him being any sort of star in that offence. Lamar Miller's their guy. He's not, he's a guy you hate drafting, but he's a guy you yeah. also stick in your flex and he will, or you're happy to, and he'll get you a solid floor every week. He maybe doesn't score yeah. the touchdowns, but he gets the yards and he gets the attempts. Yeah, he's always been that, hasn't he? Just, uh, just plodding along. Doesn't look <laughs> great, but fantasy wise, he does enough for you. Um, Deshaun Jackson's a player I'm avoiding as well. I'm not touching him. I really am all in on DJ. Even when he's at his peak, I hate him as a fantasy player. <laughs> you know, like, I, oh, I just can't stand him. I hate it when he's on my team. He will kill you some weeks by getting no points. Yeah. But others, he'll break a 70 yard touchdown and he's gone. It's... But that's the thing, he's that player that gets three targets a game. And if he scores a long touchdown, great. If he doesn't, then yeah. he's basically a non factor, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's that sort of pl- uh, fancy player I hate having on my team. <laughs> we're um, going to track DJX this year then. Between <laughs> oh, God. I'll, I'll, I'll happily be anti <laughs> Any rookie, rookie receivers quickly you're going to take? Uh, um, Hollywood Brown, I think, is the guy for me in Baltimore. Yeah, it's just the offence is the issue more than him himself, I think. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing. 
There's not that many. I'd say Terry McLaurin was one. Paris Campbell. Um, yeah, Paris Campbell was one that I think, especially as the season goes on, I think we might see a bit more from him. I think early on, it might just be someone to draft and stash. But there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Colts offense, though, isn't there? Yeah, he's a, he's a tough one to really go out and say he's going to be a star this year. But yeah. I think yeah, there's there's worse uh, there's worse things you can do than draft him and just stash him on your bench. Assume you can do that. Um, yeah. yeah, the rookie, sorry, the rookie wide receivers are tough because there were so many good ones coming out. But well, Metcalf was one I would have liked, but obviously that injury now and the surgery and yeah, well, it doesn't seem like it's that serious. It does, it does stop him playing a couple of weeks of preseason, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Um, even more, sort of, yeah. yeah, training time. It just sort of sets him back that few weeks, which you know makes it makes him tougher to draft, doesn't it? Um, I think he's one that if Hill was out, then there'd be loads and loads of buzz yeah. about him. But as soon as Hill comes back, it makes it tougher, tougher him to be a player you can really be too confident on again. But again, there's a lot of upside with him just being in that offense. Yeah, there's, yeah. Again, there's worse players you could draft than Hardman. I think that's a good rule to go by. If you're new to fantasy, avoid teams that don't score points. Avoid the Titans. Avoid yeah. really avoid the Jags, Barlow and Fournette. Avoid the the Dolphins. Just go draft players on teams that are good and score lots of points. Yeah, and well, one on that front on as a rookie wide receiver is Debo Samuel, who's at least interesting where he's going. He's going like right at the end of drafts, and yeah, you know, I think he scored a nice touchdown last night and in that preseason game and. Yeah, there's. I think we spoke about it again on the preview podcast that there's not, there's not really a real star wide receiver in that offense, and Someone's there's definitely. Out, yeah, there's definitely room for him to do that. So he's one that maybe later on that you could definitely get behind. Yeah, I think it's more in terms of rookies. I think it's more running backs to me. I think you know your Justice Hills, um, even like Miles Gaskin in Miami. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that job secure for anyone. So he's somebody that could maybe do something. Uh, yeah, say so Justice Hill's one though that I really do like because it was all last year that anyone can come into that um, Baltimore offense and yeah. get some running room and really score a lot of points. And there's been sort of a bit of buzz about him in preseason, so yeah, I do uh, I do like him as somebody that could yeah definitely have a bit of upside at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if um, Ingram got injured, then yeah, Hill was going to be a real. A real uh, one of the real sort of waiver wire pickups, and mm. perhaps one that I saw after this year, really. Yeah, well, there we go. Then that would be the first and ten's first ever fantasy primer. We've gone uh, almost an hour, which is like a long podcast for us, especially in the off season. Uh, but we're so excited about fantasy. We love fantasy football here at First and Ten. And if you want to get involved, then just let us know. I'm sure Dave will set up more and more leagues until yeah, <laughs> until sleep attempts just stop. But yeah, we're, we're doing like second chance leagues, like one every week. <laughs> you know. Oh, has it not gone ro- right for you in week three? Let's do another draft. Come on. No. <laughs> Um, we we use sleeper for pretty much all of our leagues. Uh, I've got one Yahoo league hanging on by a thread. Um, that'll become a sleeper league next year. Uh, if you want to play fantasy football, follow our links. They're on our Twitter. They're on our Facebook. Um, sign up via sleeper, or just message me or Dave, and we'll send you a link to join a league, to join the, just be a part of it. It's it it works super good. Um, if you listen to this and you were around on Facebook uh, last week, uh, earlier in the week, you would have seen our, our mock draft that we did via the Sleeper app, just to give you a little taste of what it looks like and how easy it is to use. Um, 
get involved. It's really fun. Where can people get involved, Dave? Um, so on Twitter, we're at first and ten underscore, and then on Facebook, we're just first and ten. So yeah, go and give that mock draft a watch. Yeah, yes. we're, we're going to try and do more of that stuff this year, aren't we? Like some Definitely, live yeah. streams and stuff like that. Yeah, because somehow our, our, our video that we did for the uh, draft got loads of numbers, so we're going to <laughs> capitalise on that and try and get. Um, you might not see our lovely faces, but we'll do videos on uh, with we'll, we'll web web pages up rather than our faces. It's probably better yeah. for everyone. It's stressful, isn't it, as well, when you're on camera? You're <laughs> like, I'm, I'm never worried about like what my face is doing and what my hands are doing so much <laughs> when uh, we did that recording. Yeah, it, it's it's um, different to audio. You can just kind of yeah. look around the room and just uh, keep talking. But yes, we'll do more of that. Check out our Facebook page. That's where most live videos will be. I'm sure we might get a YouTube or a Twitch or something later on, but Facebook's pretty good for videos. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rospo1984. You can find Dave on Twitter at DJG23. Getting the hang of this, aren't you? I am. <laughs> um, if you get us from iTunes, uh, please leave us a five-star rate and review. They've changed how their podcasts work now, so you just have to search within the NFL category or the American football category. Um, so, yeah, leave us a five-star rate and review. That'll bump us up the uh, American football rankings. Uh if you want to leave a voicemail for the show, download the Anchor app. It's really simple to use. You don't have to do anything else with it, but just download it and uh, find First and Ten on there and send us a voicemail, which will go straight into the show for next year. If you want to get your voice on the show. Um, alternatively, when we're back with uh, our weekly kind of review preview shows, send us a, a message, send us a tweet uh, with a question, and we'll uh, do our, our weekly community segment, which is always fun to do. Yeah. There we go. Enjoy your drafts. Have fun. Don't stress too much if you don't get your player you want. There's lots more good players out there. Uh, until we are back with probably our week one preview, Dave. Oh my God, it's here. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm so excited for the season to start. Um, we'll, we'll be back then. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you in week one. <laughs>